Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap episode for the Sanderson Farms Championship. And joining me to break it all down, I've got Doug Bell here. And Doug, a little birdie has told me that you love this event. Is that true? I I do. I really do. Um, Rick, number one, it's close to my house. So I drive here, and tomorrow, hopefully no playoff. (laughs) <laughs> because I'll, I'll get in the car right after the last punt and I'll drive right home. And so it's great because normally I don't get home on Sunday nights. So, but other than that, the golf course is fantastic. The weather is incredible. I know you live in California. You have great weather all the time. <laughs> yeah. But those of us in the South, we, we rejoice when we have about three weeks of no humidity. And right now this weather, all the players are talking about the weather. It's incredible. So let's enjoy one more day here in Jackson. And you know what I've actually been impressed with, Doug, is, you know, uh, no offense to the PGA Tour and some of these courses we go to, sometimes they're kind of hitting giggles and you just get, you know, everybody goes out and shoots five or six under par every single day. Don't get me wrong. There are some low scores out there, especially on Saturday. We'll talk about one of those in particular, but I like to see guys struggle a little bit. It seems like it's a fair test. It is a fair test. Um, You know, it's one of the longest courses on the PGA Tour. It stretches about 7,400 yards. Uh, the par fives are not gimmies. Normally uh, you have some of these courses where people just go crazy in the par fives, but uh, you can't do that here. They're strategically placed on the golf course. And again, Rick, the greens, they are the fastest greens. They're not Augusta fast, but when you go 13 and a half on the stint meter, I mean, those are, those are quick. And you know, it's funny. Every player tells me, and you get this a lot virtually every week. Hey, the best greens we play on all year. These are great greens. <laughs> But almost to a man, and we're talking about really good putters, Snedeker, Denny McCarthy, JT Poston, some of these guys who, who really are good putters, and they tell me these greens are incredible. So I think that's what we have to look forward to tomorrow, some really, really fast greens. We're going to have some three putts tomorrow. They're going to be crucial in the end. I'm looking forward to that. We've got a three-way tie at the top. We've got Cameron Davis, Sergio Garcia, and the aforementioned JT Poston all at 14 <laughs> under. Let's talk about the postman. He follows sure. up his 67 on Friday with a 69 on Saturday. I know you just got done talking to him, so maybe you have a little bit of insight, but what I saw was uh, a, a really well-rounded game. He putted well. He hit his irons well. I thought he was a little shaky coming in. You know, he bogeyed, yeah. he bogeyed 16 he hit an approach on 18 he probably wouldn't be proud of into the greenside bunker didn't hit a great uh pitch out of that bunker but rolls it in for par and and gets himself to this three-way tie what did you see or what did jt himself see out there today well you kind of nailed it um because now he is a great putter he really is that's the strength of his game but it's got to be set up he's got to give himself opportunities and he did for the most part but then got a little sloppy at 16 you know he pulls out a three wood that's tough par four, so let's hit the fairway. Pushes in the right-hand rough, which I hate to do when you're trying to lay up. And that caused him to hit that terrible iron shot into the right bunker. Led to his second bogey of the day. And then I thought he was going to have 
another bogey at 18. But again, he rolled it in from 13 feet to salvage that par. So that was big. But I think for JT Poston, number one, he won the Wyndham. Yeah. He came from behind. There was no pressure. Remember that? He roared from he, behind. He shot a 62 and won it. Yeah. 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 And he was bogey free for the week. So that was kind of a wild week. But now he's tied for the lead. He's never experienced that. So I think that'll be a different, different feel for him tomorrow. But the bottom line is these greens are really fast and he can really putt. So I give him, I give him a really good opportunity tomorrow. Yeah, he, he looks really good. I, I am interested to see how he does from, you know, it's not, he's not the only guy in the driver's seat, but he's right. in the driver's seat right. heading into Sunday. That should be interesting. The round of the day and the round of the week was shot by Cameron Davis early on <laughs> Saturday, goes out and shoots a 63 and Doug, uh, I thought we had something really special coming. He buried his first five holes of <laughs> a, and I'm thinking, Oh boy, I better, I better get on 59 watch real quick. Yeah, he was great. Um, in fact, I went out early in the broadcast. You know, they said, hey, Doug, you might want to go get Cam Davis. He birdied <laughs> the first three holes. And so he birdied four, he birdied five. Uh, six and seven are tough holes. You don't yeah. ordinarily birdie those. But, you know, he's never been in this position. He won a, He's won on the Corn Ferry. Uh, he won a big tournament, I think, the Australian PGA. You know, he's an Aussie. Yep. Uh, but he's never won in the PGA Tour. And, Rick, today was one of those rounds for him. Uh, you know, and we always say it. It's so hard to have two back-to-back low rounds Mm -hmm. and two back-to-back really good putting rounds. And so I think Cam will be fighting that tomorrow. You know, it's just hard to wake up uh, after sleeping on the lead like that and just duplicating what you did. And I think he's going to have to go low tomorrow to win. What I think is really interesting is we saw him touch the lead. I think it was Saturday at Wyndham, just uh, what yeah. five or six weeks ago, something right. like that. And he and he kind of he kind of imploded a little bit. It wasn't great. He was all over the place. I wonder how much scar tissue he builds up from situations like that, right? I mean, you've got to knock on the door a couple of times, usually on the PGA Tour, before it opens up for you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, we interviewed him afterwards, and I love these guys because he goes, you know, on the range, and he has an Aussie accent, which is great. And he says, uh, I didn't know what driver to hit today because I hit a high one, a low trajectory, and then I hit the medium fade. And I'm thinking, wow, this is this is a little more complicated, than I, you know. And, and he goes, I decided just to go with a medium fade shot today, and it worked. So he goes, I may stick with that tomorrow. I'm like, that's probably a good idea um, because it worked, but – I don't know. He's got a lot of stuff going on. You know, he's a young guy who's doing a lot of experimenting. So we'll see if he can pull it off tomorrow. I, I just think it's hard to go back to back on a weekend. Like he's, he's trying to do. Yeah. 10 shot difference from his Friday round into Saturday rounds, probably something in the middle there on Sunday. See if it'll see if it'll be enough. Uh, Also must be nice to have that many shots in your bag with one club, right? You know, it's incredible. (laughs) And, you know, when they start explaining this stuff, I'm like, I'm like, really? You guys, you know, and like Tyler McCumber, he drove 15, you know, the drivable par four. Yeah. And he said, Doug, I, I feathered in, you know, it's 325 <laughs> because I just choked down and feathered in a driver. I'm like, really? You choked down and feathered a driver 325? Are you kidding me? But these guys are really good. And so that's what they do. Uh, must be nice. Okay. Uh, the, the third man atop the leaderboard heading into Sunday is Sergio Garcia. He shoots a 66 on Saturday. I mean, there's a lot of things I think we have to talk about with Sergio. Let's start with, uh, the big one, which is the putter. And, and he, you know, we find out Thursday, I I was telling, I was telling, uh, Greg, (laughs) you know, I flip on Thursday morning on PGA tour live, just sipping my coffee and I'm watching this guy putt with his eyes closed (laughs) and I couldn't believe what was going on out there. Uh, 
but it's working. I mean, he's gained a yeah. strip on the greens uh, over the course of the week, with which for Sergio is like one of his best tournaments in a long time. I mean, I, there, there's obviously a, a, a mental side of this. There's obviously a physical side of this. But I guess at the end of the day, you don't care if the ball goes in the cup. No. Um, a couple of things about Sergio. First off, he's gained a lot of length on the tee, which nobody really knew. But coming in – uh, this week, he's gained almost 11 yards from a year ago to now in driving distance. That's mm. really significant. Now, Bryson DeChambeau is like 18 and a half yards he's added. <laughs> right. But Sergio is like 11 yards. So that's significant. And listen, he's driving it past his playing partners. Still one of the best ball strikers the world has ever seen. I mean, he can still hit his irons. But that putter has always been his bugaboo. But this week, I mean, you know, and it's a very slow, rhythmic stroke. Nobody mm-hmm. puts like that. And he puts his right index finger down the shaft now like Brooks Kepka. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it, he's got a lot going on, <laughs> uh, and it's working. And he's, you know, he's a potential Hall of Famer who, by the way, three of his ten wins in the PGA Tour have come playing events for the first time. Mm. And he's playing here for the first time. So – I, he, for whatever reason, he concentrates more or he likes uh, likes coming into an event, uh, makes him think more. I don't know what the deal is, but don't count out Sergio tomorrow. I mean, he's he's right there. He certainly is. He's leading the field in strokes gained off the tee. He is wow. in the field in strokes gained approach. If I stopped right there, that'd be that'd be great. You know, yeah. You know, Right. Much more than that. Uh, just roll the rock to, as I mentioned, just a hair over one stroke on the positive side on the greens. Here's the other thing. I think this is a bigger story with Sergio, Doug, is, you know, he entered the week uh, number 51 in the world, which as for, at my quick glance, he hasn't been outside the top 50, uh, I think, once since 2010. And that was the only time in, in basically the last 20 years. So this is kind oh. of uncharted territory for Sergio. And I wonder, you know, we know about this game, right? It's so much mental. It's very fickle. Sometimes uh, random things can light a fire under you. I, I wonder if, if this, uh, you know, trajectory that he has in the world rankings, if he's aware of it, if he cares about it, and if it's providing a bit of a spark for him. Rick, I, I think all of the above. I think it is motivation for him. Hasn't won since the Masters. Uh, and I think he's looking, gosh, I'm falling down those world rankings. I need to kind of get it going again. Family life is great. Uh, you know, Azalea, his daughter, named after the 13th yeah. hole. Enzo, his son. I mean, that's great. Uh, so now he's getting back in the groove. And, Rick, I looked in his bag. Does not, ha- does not have a current club deal. Uh, oh. which for a world-class player is interesting. Yeah. Does hit that tailor-made uh, sim driver and hits it a mile now. Ping Irons has these specialty-made wedges with the Sergio name on them. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff in his golf bag, and it's a carry bag, the little stand. <laughs> I mean, you don't see this from world-class players, but I, I, think you're, I think you nailed it. I think he is motivated to get back in that top 50. And listen, he wants to win again. I don't think there's any question. Uh, he hasn't won in a while. And I think if he should pull this off tomorrow, it would be a really big deal for him. I want to, we're going to talk about some particular guys that we think might be able to make a run uh, on Sunday. Uh, but I, I want to kind of talk about just the, the, the leaderboard composition for a second here, Doug. I mean, we've got three guys at the top. We've got five guys within one shot. We've got eight guys within two. We've, <laughs> we saw that low scores are available. I mean, Cameron Davis, his, his 63 on Saturday was three shots clear of anybody else in this field. So there's some low scores out there. I think there might be a lot of guys in play here. 
Yeah, it's going to be bunched up. Uh, and I commented, they need to start the tea times a little earlier tomorrow because you probably can't tell, but it's getting dark. Oh, and so okay. if, they fi- if they finish tomorrow about the same time with the playoff, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to get a lot of holes in. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but the other thing, Rick, this tournament, I think the last six winners are first time winners. Yeah. It produces first time winners. So I'm looking at a guy, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Cause I know That's you okay. like the picks later. That's okay. We'll do it right now. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like Denny McCarthy. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who hasn't won. Uh, last season, as you know, he was the number one putter in strokes gained on the PGA Tour. Not many people realize Denny McCarthy was the number one guy. Yeah. And and today I, I um I, I was doing an interview and Denny McCarthy drove by and Wesley Bryan was the guy because he went out early, shot a good round. Yeah. And he said, Doug, that guy that just drove by. I said, Yeah, who was that? He goes, Denny McCarthy. He goes, That guy's going to win. He goes, Mark it down. He will win this fall. Wow. And I was like, All right, that's inside information. So. <laughs> And, and he's one shot back, Rick, so I kind of like Danny McCarthy. Well, I like that a lot, too, because you're right. Not only not only was he the, the strokes gain putting champion last year, but now two years in a row. I mean, he is wow. undisputed yeah. the best putter on, on earth. That's that that's pretty clear. Wow. It's it's the rest of his game, and, and something kind of happened at the 3M Open, Doug. He started to hit his irons a little bit better, at least compared to his own, his own baseline, and he started to hit his driver a little bit better. And when you are gaining a stroke per round on the greens, you don't have to do much else. Just Just get there get yourself on the, on the, on the putting service and you can go a long way. So I like that one a lot. Um, I was trying to convince the boys last night, you know, I, I also like the first timer aspect of this, you yeah. know, Cr- Christopher yeah. Ventura, who uh, yeah. has now shot rounds of 67, 68, 68, you know, maybe he hasn't had that low one yet. Right. If we think you only got one a week, uh, there might be a guy out there who, who still has one in the back. Yeah, Ventura, I like it. Today was uh, Wear Your Team Colors Day, your favorite football team. Yes. And he was wearing the orange and black. And I think his shirt even said Oklahoma State on it. Uh, and, but, you know, we interviewed him. I, I love all these young guys. But he, he said, I've got to take it one shot at a time. I said, okay, so he's picking up the cliches, you know, which is great. <laughs> you know, he knows exactly what to say. No, but he's got a lot of game. And it wouldn't shock me to see him uh, pull it off either. What I also think is really cool about this is we've got this battle of of first timers. Cameron Davis trying to win for the yeah. first time. JT Poston, he's won on tour, but you know a second win would go a long way right. to validate that. Christopher uh, Ventura, but then it, it almost looks like we've we've gone back in time five years. You know, Sergio is here. <laughs> yeah. Brant Brant Snedeker yes. is one shot back. I mean, Charlie yeah. Hoffman is still hanging around. Keegan, like it's it, I, I don't know what year it is, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost. Those guys you name though again let's emphasize these greens are really fast and so the best putters will emerge tomorrow ball striker it is a ball striker second shot golf course but i ultimately think it'll come down to who's the best putter and you mentioned brent snedeker how long has it been since sneds won and he's talking about how good he's driving the golf ball and his putting has always been good so let's don't sleep on brent snedeker either mandy his wife was out here walking with him uh, so he's in a good spot, Brent Snedeker. Now, you know, those guys who've been around, they know how important the fall is now. Yeah. And they're taking it more seriously. I mean, Zach Johnson, I talked to him. I mean, all these guys are playing a lot of golf. And they normally don't this time of year. So I think Sneds, Sneds might be a good pick tomorrow too. Those 500 FedEx Cup points in October yeah. are worth the same as 500 in April. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Brent Snedeker's last victory was the Wyndham Championship. So we've got the last two. Wow. 
essentially, you know, 2018, 2019 Wyndham Championship winners uh, well in the mix of this thing. Might be a little bit of a crossover event uh, event there. Pretty interesting storyline. I like that. Same kind of greens. Just these are a lot faster than the ones at Sedgefield. A lot faster. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned it at the top, and 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 I knew they were fast, but you're you're just. I didn't realize how fast they were, and I guess yeah. when when I was watching it today, you know, some of these putts they they go past the hole, and it's the run out. There's always that's what right. I see on TV, right? You know, if it, if it's if it dries up eight inches after the cup, I'm like, okay, that's one thing. You see those guys start begging for it to stop after it gets right. past the hole, and I'm like, wow, they must be running pretty slick. Yeah, and I, I was walking with JT and Keegan Bradley, and of course Keegan is not a great putter no. and missed some short ones today that absolutely killed him, took all the steam out of his game. But, I mean, he was he was sweating over some three- and four-footers. I mean, he was taking yeah. extra time, and for good reason. He missed a couple, and that kind of gets your mind going haywire. But, yeah, no, uh, again, this this is a course where the, uh, the good putters, I think they're going to rise tomorrow, or the great putters, we should say. All right. Well, Denny McCarthy, certainly yep. one of those. I think that's a very good one as well, Doug. Much appreciate you uh, joining us from the scene. Rick, love- good, good to see you. I, I told somebody the other day, I said, my friend Rick lives in California. And he'd be <laughs> jealous of this weather in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> that it, is, it is phenomenal. One week a year, I think I'd be yeah. jealous of it, right? That's right. This one, this one. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you can get Doug on Twitter at Doug Bell ESPN. You can get me on, on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>